Well, welcome to the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, here on WCF Radio and all across the world online and on the app. Hey, we're going to talk about a very important subject today. The Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy 4, 7 says, I fought the good fight of faith. I've finished the race. I have kept the faith. What does it mean to keep the faith? How does a believer keep the faith and finish well? Well, we're going to discuss just that on today's broadcast. Are you ready? All right, let's do this. How do we fight the good fight of faith? All right, everybody, welcome to the broadcast. Pastor Todd here, and we're going to be discussing today how to fight the good fight of faith. Listen, the Apostle Paul did it. He finished well. He fought the good fight. And in, in 2 Timothy 4, 7, he says just that. He says, I have fought the good fight of faith. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. What's so important for a believer is that we finish well. Doesn't just mean we start off well and then we peter out. We've got to finish well. And finishing well takes stick to It takes endurance. It takes patience. It takes long suffering. It takes the fruit of the spirit. And we have to be filled with the spirit. We've got to get our energy and our strength from the spirit of living God. Otherwise, we're going to fall short. We're going to, we're going to get tired. The scripture says, don't grow weary in doing good. Well, why would it say that if no one was growing weary? Listen, I know a lot of people that get very weary and beat down. Have I been beat down? Sure. Have I been uh, overwhelmed at times over the years and especially in the ministry? Yes. Have I felt like I wanted to give up a few times? Sure. But I always say we only lose when we give up. We can't give up. If you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you are on the winning team. We are on the winning team. It's a fixed fight. Satan is a fallen archangel. He's a created being. If you serve the God of heaven and earth, you're on the winning team. You serve the one who sits upon the throne of glory. He's never stepped down off the throne. He's never lost his power. He's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He is God. He's the creator of all things. That's who we serve. So, you know, this is a well-known and often quoted passage, the one in 2 Timothy 4, 7. Very well-known scripture. And it's significant. It's quite significant in that the, this uh, epistle was Paul's last before his martyrdom, which happened in AD 67. It's a deeply moving affirmation of his unwavering faith and unyielding love for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul had an encounter. He had an encounter with the living God on that road to Damascus. Have you had an encounter? You may have been a Christian your whole life, but have you encountered the spirit of the living God to a, to a place in your life where you're on fire for God? You, you wake up every day and that's who you are. That is the main mission in your life. I know a lot of people that it's secondary or even third or fourth or somewhere off there. You know, I'll do that on Sunday. I'll go to church on Sunday. That's, you know, that's who I am. I'm a Christian, but you know, I go to church. That's, that's me being a Christian. Or is it actually us living and exuding the spirit of living God, the fruit of the spirit, loving your neighbor, loving the Lord thy God, first and foremost showing your Christ-likeness to your family, to your loved ones, to your friends, you know, getting them saved, set free, healed, and delivered. Are we really doing the work that God has called us to do? Because there's a lot of people sitting on the sideline. There's a lot of people with their heads buried. Do you see it? They don't want to see the lateness of the hour. They don't want to have that urgency in their spirit. They just ignore it. They have what I call the normalcy bias. Everything's going to be the same. Nothing's going to change. 
Nothing's happening in the United States right now. We don't have to worry. This happened before. No big deal. But then there's remnant warriors like yourselves that have an urgency. You say, hey, something is happening. Paul was about to be martyred when he said this. He said, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I have kept the faith. Keeping the faith is so important. It's also significant for believers today because it serves as a stark reminder that Christian life can be a struggle. Yeah, it's a battle of light versus darkness. And in the hour that we're in with the rise in the spirit of Antichrist, you're going to be targeted. You're going to have a struggle. You're going to have warfare. I'm just going to be real with you. Not a lot of people are saying that, but you will have warfare. In fact, if you don't, I have to wonder how much you're doing. See, within ourselves and in the world, we're going to have this struggle. First John, or actually, no, John 15, 9, just regular John. John 15, 9, Romans 8, 7, James 4, 4. They all talk about the struggle. They all talk about what it's going to be like. Earlier in the same epistle, by the way, Paul reminded Timothy to endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That's 2 Timothy 2, 3. Endure hardship. What? What do you mean endure hardship? I thought everything's going to be so easy. People just tell me, you know, accept the Lord. Everything's going to be blessed and highly favored. You, You mean to tell me I accept Jesus? I do the right thing? And then all of a sudden I get warfare? Why would I want that? Well, why? Because your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You're on your way to spend all eternity ruling and reigning with Christ. And if you don't do that, you're going to spend all eternity in hell. So it's kind of a big deal. It's eternity, like forever. So there's a battle for your soul. And the whole thing is when you become a Christian, you're in this battle. You're in a fight. You're in a fight for your friend's souls. You're in a fight for your daughter, your son, your mom, your dad, your spouse. There's going to be trials. There's going to be troubles. He says, there's going to be troubles in this world, but behold, I've come to overcome the world. I've overcome the world. That's the God that lives in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So Paul says, I fought the good fight of faith. It's significant. It's under, we, we got to understand what that means. He finished well. He finished well, and he tells Timothy, endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You know, the Greek word, uh, I think it's like agonizomai, It's A-G-O-N-I-Z-O-M-I-A. Very kind of complicated word there. It looks like agony and then zomai. And it's translated fought. It literally means to engage in a conflict. You're engaged in a conflict, remnant warrior. That's why it feels like there's a lot of pressure. You know, you feel the pressure. I feel the pressure. We're in quite the battle. We're in a battle as a family. We're in a battle as a ministry. I'm in a battle. I've got to keep up my, my endurance, and I do that by spending time in the secret place. I do that by being recharged and refreshed in my faith, by getting into the word, because faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. And the word was used in context of, of competing in athletic games and, or engaging in a military conflict. Think about that. A military, you're in a military conflict, Christian. Well, no wonder. Did anybody tell you you're going to be in a war? You're in a war. You're in a war for your soul and you're in a war for the souls of others. So considering that Paul was chained to a Roman soldier, he was literally chained to a Roman soldier when he wrote this epistle, uh, it would have been easy for him to make such an analogy. In fact, he had known many Roman soldiers and during his imprisonment had won a number of them to Christ. Did you know that? Some of them were members of this Praetorian Guard. Well, how do we know that? It's in Philippians 1.13. Philippians 1.13. 
And it, it actually says this. It says, as a result, it became clear throughout the whole place, uh, the whole palace guard, and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. People understood. He's in chains for Christ. That's what's going on. He fought that good fight of faith, and he's, in, he's, he's literally enduring it for the work of the kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Do we need more people like that? Do we need more people like that that are going to be willing to endure until the end? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Absolutely. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. It's against strongholds. It's against the rulers of the darkness in this age and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. That's found in Ephesians 6.12. The Christian life is a fight in that Christians face a never-ending struggle against evil. I wish it ended, but it's not going to end in this world. That's why to live is Christ, to die is gain. It's not an earthly military campaign, by the way, like what's going on in the Ukraine. This is a a battle of, of, of darkness versus light. It's a spiritual battle. And, and the spiritual battle against Satan and his minions, the demonic, that are targeting who? You, believers in Christ. See, they don't, they, they don't need to worry about those that are already given to sin in the world. They got them. They're on their way to hell. The demons and Satan, they're worried about those that are on their way to heaven that are making an impact for the kingdom. This is why we must take up the full armor of God that you will be able to withstand in that evil day. According to Ephesians 6, 13 through 18. Ephesians 6, 13 through 18. It's saying, look, take up the full armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil in that day. Well, is it an evil day? Yeah, it's an evil day right now. So listen, without question, the apostle Paul was uh, a you know, commensurate warrior, never quitting, uh, never, never flagging in his zeal for the Lord. You know, Philippians 3, 14 through 15, he knew where to lay the source of strength. He knew Philippians 4, 13, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. His campaign to spread the gospel of Christ began on the Damascus road when he had the encounter and eventually took him across the ancient world on four missionary journeys. This guy was busy. He was busy about the work of the kingdom. But I want you to see something here. Where did it start? It started on the Damascus Road. That was Acts 9.3. When he had the Damascus Road encounter, what happened? He had an encounter. When you have an encounter with God, there's no turning back. You're going to get on fire because you had an encounter. That's the key. You got to have an encounter. There's a lot of people that are doing more of a religious thing but they haven't encountered the Holy Spirit. You could tell. You could tell those who are constantly complaining, constantly have an issue. They're always having an issue all the time. What's the issue? The issue is you. The issue is you. Let's just be real. You know what? Somebody had to tell me that a long time ago. They said, you know what the problem is, Todd? I said, what? They said, you. You're the problem. Sometimes we don't want to, we don't want to accept that. No, everybody else is the problem. Wait a minute. If you're not on fire for the Lord right now, if you're not living in a manner where you have the glory of the Lord using you, exuding through you, getting people saved, set free, healed, and delivered. You're a problem. You're a problem in this world because you have made it about you and not about God. When you make it about God and you change the situation, the the whole motive of your life, everything that you do, you look it through the lens of, I'm going to do this for the Lord, for the kingdom. How can I be about God's business? Then he's going to bless your life. He's going to put his favor and anointing on you. That's what he did with Paul. Why? Because Paul had an encounter. 
Every Christian has to have an encounter. If you don't have an encounter, you're going to find yourself weary. You're going to run out of steam. Why? Because you don't really know why you're doing what you're doing. It's a bunch of rules. It's a religion. But when you have an encounter, it becomes a relationship. That's the difference. You've got to have an encounter with God. I'm not condemning you. I'm not judging you. There is therefore no condemnation for those in Jesus Christ. The deal is, if you want to be on fire, if you want to be a history maker, if you want to be a mover and shaker, if you want to be out there influencing the world, going out, casting out, and driving out, being a a force to be reckoned with, if that's what you want to do, you have to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. That's what happened with Paul. That's why it says, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. What's the evil day? We're in the evil day. Without question, the apostle Paul was was ready. He He was a warrior. He was never quitting. He had the zeal. He knew where to get his source of strength. His campaign spread the gospel beyond, beyond the Damascus Road, all the way around the ancient world on his journeys. And he witnessed of Christ before Felix and Agrippa, before the, the legates of, and officials of Rome. He contended with false teachers and false brethren within the church. This dude was busy. He was in a battle. He was dealing with the leaders in society. He was dealing with the politicians the rulers in the, in the natural and in the supernatural, by the way, he was dealing with the folks. He was dealing with false prophets. He was dealing with false teachers. He was taking a stand for truth. What gave him the endurance? The endurance is that he knew to live as Christ, to die as gain. He knew he was on a mission. Where did he get the marching orders when he had the encounter with the living God? And he said, look, this is so significant in my life that I've had this Damascus Road encounter so significant in my life that this thing rocked my life. It changed my perspective. It changed it from being about Saul to being about Paul. I'm a new creation in Jesus Christ. The old has passed away. My entire life is about serving God and being a testimony to him and getting people saved. And I will contend with the rulers of this world and I will contend with the politicians. Oh yeah, he was involved political. For all the people say, don't get political. Really? Well, tell that to the Apostle Paul. He had an encounter. He knew that he was meant to go out to all, all the nations, all the people, all, and spread the good news of Jesus Christ. He had witnessed Christ before all these people. He contended with the false teachers. Paul's good fight included an astonishing series of dangers, crazy stuff that happened to this guy. I mean, even in these, he proclaimed his victory in Christ. He said this in Romans 8, 37. He said, yet in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. See, he got it. He understood. He understood that he was a victor. He understood he was on the winning team. He understood. Look, he's saying this from a position of strength, even though it was crazy for him. He He proclaimed the victory of Christ. Listen again to what he said. He said, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Why? Because he knew he was on his way to heaven. He knew that no matter what, his name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life. He knew he was on the winning team. He knew that he was representing truth. He knew that no matter what happened to him in this world, that they couldn't stop him. He was, he was representing the God of heaven and earth who was in him and using him for his glory. We still talk about Paul today. Think about that. I mean, this guy made such an impact. You say, how can I make an impact? Well, have an encounter with God. 
and then be about the business of the Lord. But you have to have an encounter. You can tell the difference between somebody who's had an encounter with the Lord and somebody who's doing it for more religion. There's a lot of people that probably do love the Lord, but they haven't had an encounter. And you can tell because it doesn't consume their innermost being. They don't exude the, the move of the spirit because they're too caught up in the flesh. There's a lot of people that claim Christ that are caught up in the flesh. You can tell when somebody is spirit-led, spirit-driven. You can tell when somebody is moving in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which only comes from being in the secret place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you getting something out of this? Because, I mean, this is important. We should try to be like Paul. We need to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. If you haven't had that, then make that the priority. Get into your prayer closet. Take a drive out there where there's no one around and start getting before the Lord. Instead of just asking him for all the things that you need in your situation, ask him what he wants of you. How can I be about your business, Lord? I want to walk in the anointing of your Holy Spirit. I want to walk in the leading, the unction of your spirit, Lord. I want to have an encounter with you so that I never have to be tired, tired or weary again. doesn't mean you won't get tired. What I'm saying is when you do, you know where you, you draw your strength from. The Holy Spirit, his word, truth. Paul's life and ministry provide for us a powerful example for modeling Christ today. Not only did he fight the good fight, but he finished the race. He kept the faith. Paul knew that his death was near. He could sense it. He knew his life was coming to an end, but he had no regrets. You see, after Jesus took control of his life in Acts 9, Paul had lived life to the fullest. He was fulfilling all that Jesus had charged and empowered him to do. He had a remarkable sense of fulfillment and commitment with his life. He felt purposed. He knew his purpose. He knew his calling. He did it. He didn't make it about himself. He didn't make it. He wasn't trying to build Paul's kingdom. He wasn't trying to get followers and likes. He wasn't worried about people giving him accolades and patting him on the back. What he was worried about was doing the, the work of the Lord. He wanted to please God. He did it for an audience of one. This man was so committed because he had an encounter. When I got stabbed nine times, yes, I got stabbed nine times, one in the heart. If you don't know my testimony, you can go to pastortodd.org. Go to my website. It's right on there. It's crazy what happened. But that was my encounter. I had known of God. I thought I knew God. I thought I was serving God. But when I encounter God, you say, well, I hope I don't have to get stabbed to have that happen. You don't need to have that happen. But here's the thing. God commissioned me to say two things. Number one, I had to stay on fire for him and teach about being on fire. And second thing, I needed to tell people that God is real. And so I'm here to tell you God is real. He's true. If you've been doubting, if you've been questioning, I'm here to tell you it's absolutely true. It's 100%. God is real. Now we're going to do a show about that in, in the next couple of weeks. And I want to go through that because I think some people are still dealing with doubt. But it, we got to fight the good fight. We're in a battle. When you see kids that are being gender confused out there and they're told they're the opposite sex or they can be this or they can be that, that's a battle. When you see them trying to kill off babies, babies. And when we stand for they're saying, oh, you're taking away my right, my right to choose. Your right to choose that you can murder, that's against the law of God. Fight the good fight, saints. You see the things that are going on. You see it in the spirit. We've got to stand. Paul had lived life to the fullest. He had a remarkable sense of fulfillment. 
and contentment. And I'm going to tell you right now, many people listening to this right now, let's just be real. You don't. You're not content. You're wrestling. You know, the Bible says that a, that a, a, a double-minded man or woman is unstable in all their ways. If you still got areas where, I'm not here to judge you, okay? I'm just telling you the scripture. If you got areas in your life where you haven't laid down certain areas of sin because you're going you're gonna to wait until another time to do that. Right now, I can't do that. I don't want to lay down my drinking. I don't want to lay down my sex before marriage. I don't want to lay down my pornography addiction. Maybe later. Maybe I'll do that sometime in the future, but not now. Well, listen, we don't know when Jesus is coming back. We don't know the day. We don't know the hour. It could be today. Or, you know how many people I know that have something expected happen, unexpected, where they get in a crazy car accident or something happens, all of a sudden they're gone. It, I hear about it all the time because I'm a pastor. People call me every time somebody dies in their family, they need prayer. It happens almost daily. Unexpected things. Life is unexpected. I'm not trying to scare you, but as a Christian, we should want to please the Lord. The Bible says, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. That's Jesus speaking. And the thing is, is that's what Paul did because he had the encounter. The encounter is so important. The encounter moment. You, you will never forget when you've had an encounter with the Holy Spirit of God because it's something that you will never forget because it's real. And you know, and at that point, you know, this is the reality of our world. See, that's the key. You know, at that moment, this is the reality. The doubt goes away. Think about how many times God has come through for you. How many times have you prayed to about something and he did it or he did something better, something that you didn't even think of that he did better. And you said, wow, how many times I, I had to think about this. You know how many times? Every time, every time. I kid you not. Now, did I always get what I wanted? No, but it's always better. God knew better than I knew. Sometimes rejection is his protection, but God has got me through. How do I know that? Well, I'm here today. How do you know it? You're here today. Were there times when you were scared if you were even going to live or something happened in your life that was so tragic and you didn't know how you were going to get out of it, but then you got through that season, didn't you? You know why? Because God got you through. And, And that's the God that we serve. But it's important for Christians to have an encounter. We've got to have an encounter with God. If we don't, then we're missing the whole point. God wants us to live, to breathe. You know that, that, that worship song, this is the air I breathe? That's what God wants. He wants us to be breathing the, the spirit. I mean, it's like spirit-led, spirit-focused, you know, word-focused, word getting in the word of God, knowing it. Faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word, applying it, doing it, being a people of action, being a people of big faith. That's exude, That's your, your optimal version of you. Then you're walking in the perfect will of God, not the permissible will, but the perfect will. Because you're saying, you know what, Lord? I don't even really know how to pray. I'm gonna pray your will. I'm gonna literally lay my life down for you know, so that I can serve you. Then we as free will individuals, it's not because there's so many rules. It's not because it's like, oh, well, I gotta do this. It's a joy. It's a joy because you live life and life more abundantly. He's with you. His spirit is with you. His anointing is with sure you're going to have troubles. Sure. People are going to come against you. Sure. People are going to manifest on you and, and accuse you and try to destroy you. But look, God, God is your source. If, if your source of strength is from God, you'll never run out of strength. Did you hear that? That's true. If your source of strength is from God, that is the ultimate source right there. The, the creator of all things, heaven and earth, you're on his side. He's on yours. So let's go back to Paul. He knew that his death was near, but he had no regrets. 
Jesus took control of his life. He had lived life to the fullest, fulfilling all that God had for him in his life and that God had charged him and empowered him to do. He was ready to go be with God. He had a remarkable life. He lived life to the fullest. Was he thrown in jail? Yeah. Was he persecuted? Sure. Did he ultimately die for his faith? Yes. See, as believers today, we can have no greater sense of fulfillment than to know, as Paul did, that we have fully accomplished all that God has called us to do. What do we need to do? We need to show up. We need to stop procrastinating. We need to stop making excuses. We need to stop waiting for somebody else to do what we're supposed to do. We need to be the change. You know, recently I stopped paying so much attention to all the bad things that are happening because sometimes it can just be overwhelming. I call it the, the fake news media or the modern day prophets of bail. You know, it's like you turn on the news for any given amount of time and it's like within a couple of minutes you're depressed because of everything that's going on. But here's the thing. You know what? What if every day we just woke up and said, Lord, how can I be the change today? What can I do to be the difference? What can I do to be effective in, in pushing back against the darkness, to go out, to cast out, to drive out? May we fight the good fight of faith and be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill our mission. We got to fulfill our calling. And that means we got to show up. We can't sit on the sideline. So listen, I want to pray for you right now because I think this spoke to somebody today. You say, maybe I'm not doing enough. Maybe I haven't had an encounter with the living God, but I need to. It's available to you. God loves you so much. You kidding me? So let's just pray right now. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so much for this word today. Lord, I pray that I would have an encounter with you. Let me encounter your Holy Spirit, God. Let me be in the optimal version of me, the one that you want me to be, Lord God. Let me be in your will. Let me serve you. Let me die to my flesh, Lord God. Let me be about the business of the king, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer today, I believe God's going to empower you in a new way. This is the first day of the rest of your life. Don't walk around being discouraged and beat down and depressed. Walk around knowing that you serve the God of heaven and earth, that you're on the winning team, that you're more than a conqueror, that he that is within you is the creator of all things, heaven and earth. He's the winner. You're the winner. And I will succeed. I will thrive. I will not just survive. I will thrive. Hey, listen, if you enjoyed today's broadcast, you can find more information at pastortodd.org. Pastortodd.org. Thank you for listening. We love you and we bless you. We will be back again next week on this very station at this very time. God bless.